Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about do we have unrealistic expectations in our relationships? We will talk about if our wants outweigh our needs. Do our expectations place an undue burden on our partner? Do we expect our partners to make a certain amount of money? And are you coming into the relationship with unhealthy boundaries? With our special guest, Soulful Renee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And as we discussed in the intro, we talked about do we have unrealistic <clears throat> expectations in our relationships? So one of the reasons why I decided to do this is I had a, a talk a while back asking this exact same question, and it generated a lot of buzz. There was a lot of people who wanted to talk about the topic. So I figured, why not have this as a podcast episode? And one of the people I spoke about it is going to be our guest tonight, today. So can everyone put your hands together for Ms. Soulful Renee? Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Andrew. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great. We, I've never officially met uh, Ms. Soulful Renee, but we communicate on the Wisdom app. And so she agreed to graciously give up some of her time to come on the podcast. And so when we were talking about this particular topic, she said this is one that she wanted to do. So we'll jump right in pretty quickly here and start talking and get into some of the stuff. Uh, and so for Ray, can, can you tell us about who you are and exactly what it is that you're doing? Uh, yes, um, I am Renee. Um, Renee Harris, um, better known as uh, So for Renee. And what I do, um, I'm all about positive talk, but I love positive vibes. And I'm a person that loves um, to encourage and promote others, um, seeing the gifts inside of them. Um, I do a lot of volunteer work with the youth, um, especially young girls. And I have a podcast called Coffee Table Talk. Um, It's in the um, workings of getting a little bigger than what it is. And that's uh, pretty much it. (laughs) But thank you for asking. Great. So you're a fellow podcaster as well. So that makes it a little bit easier. So you know how everything kind of works, which uh, is good for us. One thing that we're going to do is there's going to be I'm going to be asking you questions, but we're going to also take a look at some of the experts, what they say. And I have this, uh, this came from a magazine article, basically, and it just says that there are seven unhealthy expectations to avoid in a relationship. Now, usually here on the show, we will lead or start off, start off an episode with statistics. But since this is more of an opinion based type of a, a episode, we're not going to do that, but we're just going to go over some of those those unhealthy things. And then I'm going to start off by asking you questions. And I guess the first the first thing I want to just ask you is you being, you know, talking about stuff like this on your podcast and different things like that. Do you think our expectations in the modern dating market are too high? And if you do think they're too high, why do you think they're too high? Um, I would say... Um, no. The reason why I say no is because me as a woman, I can't speak for a man, of course, that 
we women, for me, um, we have settled. Um, I have settled in relationships. And as I've gotten older, you know, we mature. And that's where, you know, dating with a purpose kicks in. So you date with um, expectations. And the thing, Andrew, that um, as I was thinking about this, is people, and this goes for men and women, if we will be honest going into the relationship, getting to know the person, a lot of times men and women, when they get to try to know um, an individual, because they want to get to know them so bad, they'll put up these um, these um, these these fake um, facades. Like they're this person, that person. So if you put on that facade, then my expectation is for you to continue it on. And when you can't meet that expectation, um, that makes a person disappointment. So coming in um, with expectations um, is a yes for me because that's where honesty should definitely um, take place. And maybe we wouldn't have so many issues. You know, it's it's funny you say that because I think in that, that beginning stage, when you first meet someone, whether you're in a relationship or not, you know, we refer to it sort of as the honeymoon stage and everyone is trying to sort of put their, their best foot forward, I guess is the word I would use where they, you don't want people to see the side that you think they might not, may not like. So in the beginning, sometimes it can be a little tricky for people because they're, it's almost like you're meeting their representative. And not them. So, and then as you get you get further along, once the emotions get involved, that that's where you know you start to have some issues and problems. But what you said that I do like is that if you let people know up front what it is that you want and what it is you're, you 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 want to have in a relationship, it gets rid of all of that. You don't have to go through that sparring session almost to try and figure out what what people like and what they don't like and what what you expect and what they don't expect. Right, um, Andrew, because I don't expect um, the the person that I'm getting to know to like everything I like. Now, if you start liking everything I like, I'm gonna have, I'm not just just you no know, side eye you because there's no way you you are liking everything that I like. Don't like it because I like it. If that's not what you like, then say that. And you said something very key that you put your best foot forward. Even at putting your best foot forward. Uh, let's just say that showing respect, um, you know, um, on the date, of course, that's what we uh, would do, but still at the same time, be honest. Uh, that's, that's good. I'm just going to go over one of the seven uh, expectat- unrealistic expectations it says to avoid in a relationship. And the first one it just mentions here, it just says, I know my perfect partner when I see them. And I wanted to talk about this because that, a lot of people have created sort of a character that of the person that they want, which is going to be a question I'm going to ask you here shortly. But And it's like a mental image. And if they don't get that, sometimes they'll think that it's just, that's not the person for them. Mm-hmm. And just about any relationship I've ever had in the past, the success rate really wasn't based upon my sort of mental image. It was more based upon things that were things that were more character trait type issues. Right. So the, the question I'll ask you based upon what that's saying there is why do you think people create this fictitious, fictitious character or the ideal person that they want in a relationship? Why do you think they would do that? Well, 
Oh wow, that's that's one of the um things I can say that it was kind of fuzzy for me, um, um, hearing you say that question because I could say it could be someone famous and I would always maybe I'm not me, but just saying I would always look for somebody similar to that famous person or for instance, um, it could be that I dated an actor, a famous actor, but I, you know, liked him because of the actor that he played this particular part. But when I started to date him, he was like a totally different person. And that was a disappointment to me because I was um, looking looking to fall in love with that actor, the character that he was playing, if that makes sense. No, it, it does, because a lot of people, when they uh, see people who act on TV, they don't realize that, you know, actors is sort of used as an escape. You know, some of the some of the better actors are more introverted people, but they become mm-hmm. extroverts when they get on a stage because they get to be the person that they're really not. So if you, right. you have a you have a situation to where you're dating them, if you're expecting the character, that'll really throw you off because they're gonna be completely opposite of that a lot of times. Yeah, and I'm sitting here as you ask that question. I'm like, you know what? This, yeah, that that's crazy because some people actually may even think that, and because they won't tell them, look, that's just the character. Even though that person should know that's just the character, the fantasy that they play. But some people they're so you know um, locked into that character, and you're sitting there telling them that, and they don't listen, and it's. It's um that's a good question. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's kind of it's kind of weird. The next uh thing that they mention here is it just says that the relationship will solve all of my problems. And what what do you think about that? You know, some people literally go into a relationship thinking that you know this person might check off some of the boxes or all of their boxes, and they think now I'm on easy street. I don't have anything to worry about. What do you think about that? That would be a no because um, <laughs> solving all your problems, they are looking for someone um, like a codependent, um, someone, um, and that's not good having in a relationship because you have to be your own person, knowing who you are before you even step into a relationship. Because if you don't, Andrew, even when you separate um, and you're still um, so heartbroken, um, for me, like, in relationships, um, knowing who you are before you enter a relationship, just in case something does happen, you know you're going to be, you know, your heart's going to be broken. It won't take you that long to um, move on, if that makes sense. It, it, it does. Yeah, it, it, it does. Your happiness is, is definitely within you. And if you come with somebody that is happy too, that's that's cool and that's a lovely thing, but you know, you have to be happy within yourself. Being happy within yourself, Andrew, is also being happy being single until you find, um, you know, that other person so you guys can be happy together, but still knowing that you're happy within yourself. I think, you know, you brought up a really good point, but I, I think, you know, when you are, you're single and you're not dating anybody, I always tell people it's sort of like the preparation stage. So you should be preparing and getting all your, your mental and emotional side stuff that you might have issues with, you should be working on those. So when that person comes along, the relationship will have a better chance of survival to be a little bit more smoother versus if you jump into the relationship 
and you're experiencing some type of negative emotions, it's going to just create a conflict between the two trying to, you know, get together. Oh, yeah, most definitely. All right. Um, one other thing it says here, well, it's a few, but I'm just trying to go over them one by one. My relationship should look like everyone else's. Now, the reason why I think that's kind of funny is I often see this happen all the time where people will be talking to a person they're in a relationship with and they will compare their relationship to somebody else. They'll say, well, you see that when when he uh, when when her husband, when she got there, he pulled the chair out for her, he opened the door, he did this, he did that. Why can't we be like them or they seem to get along really good? They talk, they communicate well. Well, what I tell people with that is if you ever see an iceberg out in the ocean and you see that, you know, you can visually see the iceberg, that's just a small piece of what the iceberg actually is. It's a lot bigger than that, but it's underneath the water, which you don't see. So what you see on the top is only about maybe, say, 20% of the iceberg, but on the bottom is about 80%. So the danger, I think, of trying to get your, your relationship to look like everyone else's is you're only seeing that top 20%. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Um, competition and relationships, a couple. Um, <laughs> everybody's relationship is, you know, it's definitely not going to be the same. And a lot of times, like you said, um, the iceberg, like the person, the gentleman that, you know, pulled the chair out for, um, his woman, did he always pull the chair out? Did she, um, did he see somebody do that? And then he started doing it. So you never know what, um, worked. It, it took to get that relationship where it is. And so um, that's the conversation uh, that they need to have. Um, definitely relationships are not going to look the same. And you never should compare your relationship with other relationships. Uh, maybe if the woman may see something that the woman uh, may do or the man may see something that a man may do and they uh, may see how happy uh, the expression on the woman's face. And maybe they will start doing it, but never... Um, you know, um, compare. I, I see, um, like when I go like to um, gatherings, and I will see like a, a woman making a husband's plate, and you know, and then you have this other um, couple where you know they're making their own plates, and you would hear the guy when the guy say, "See, uh, her, um, you know, she's making a husband's plate. Why didn't you make mine?" You know, they're kind of joking, but you know, they'll say something like that. So they're. Um, comparing in a joking way, but he probably really meant it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's 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 that's what makes it a joke sort of thing because he's basically saying, yeah, this is what I want you to do, but he, you know, they 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 wrap it up in an in an in an actual joke. And I'm gonna go to another one here, and this one I think is pretty interesting. It says, once I'm in the relationship, I will not have to make sacrifices if the relationship is right. So I personally think that I don't care who you're in a relationship with, whether it's a romantic relationship or not, sacrifice, you're going to have to do it regardless of who you are. That's just the nature of things because there's going to be certain things that you might have done or like to do that you can't do anymore because you're with this particular person. And it doesn't mean that they are 
stunning your growth or anything like that. It just means that there's going to be certain things that you have to give up. So if I'm serious mm-hmm. about a woman per se, and I'm I every Tuesday and Wednesday night or something, and I'm go hang out with my boys and we do something. Obviously, once I'm in a relationship, and especially if we're talking about marriage, I'm going to know I'm going to have to cut back on some of those things. I guess what I want to know from you basically is, have you ever experienced where people feel like they, they got the right relationship so they don't have to make any sacrifices at all? It's just going to be this smooth flowing thing. Um, I've experienced people saying that, but once they got into it, they realized that that was going to be the only thing to, um, you know, keep their marriage or relationship is to make those sacrifices because coming into a relationship, it's not just all about that one person, whether it's a marriage or a relationship, there are sacrifices that, that, um, will be made. Even you, there are sacrifices that are made in relationships you would never think that you would ever make um, once you get with that person because you are either in love with them or you're willing to sacrifice to see if it, it will work. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And that's, that's it's very funny, you know, that you, you bring that up. It's just, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird dynamic with that. And another question I'm going to ask you here is, and I guess this one seems kind of strange, but I... I it pops up a lot because when I, I did an episode called don't let money ruin your marriage. And every, when I was doing the research for it, I was researching what was the leading causes of divorce. And every single study that I looked at money was always in the top three. So the question I'm going to ask is, are our expectations pertaining to finances Pricing ourselves out of the dating market, meaning whether it's the guy or the woman expecting the, the, the other person to make a certain amount of money. Is that pricing us out of the dating market or making the, the pool smaller? Or what do you think about that? Um, I think it's, it shouldn't, but it is making the pool smaller because now um, the women in this generation, now if you saying that you are the man, the head of the household, then they expect you, not all, expect you to make more than what they make because you are the head of the household, um, the leader in the home. So they feel like a man should make more. But I've seen situations where um, it has worked where the woman has uh, made more than the man, but they knew that before going in and they didn't allow that to be their main focus, even though it was something that they, you know, talked about, you know, and um, money, um, you know, wasn't an issue at the time, but when they, you know, started moving to those steps of, you know, uh, you know, engaged and getting married, you know, that's when, um, you know, the money issue kind of, you know, came in. And a lot of women do feel like that. They feel like if the man is the head of the household, then you should make more money. Yeah. You know, I would, I, Quoted uh, this, there was this man, Morgan Stanley article, and Morgan Stanley is just a financial sort of a brokerage house type of a firm that does investing. And they were basically, they, they projected out to 2030. And they basically was telling their advisors, from what I'm paraphrasing the article, but basically what they were telling their advisors is that your biggest client base by 2030 are going to be women between the ages of 25 and 44 who have never been married. 
And they're saying part of the issue is that dynamic of finances because they were just comparing. They, they, there was a, they took a survey and they asked women, how much money would you want the person to make if you get married? And the numbers were a lot higher than the actual dating pool available for them to date. And when I had a financial advisor on talking about this same topic, what he said was that a majority of the people who you're looking towards, like for saying a a salary of say a hundred thousand dollars a year, he said, most people who can become millionaires are making substantially less money than that. They just are very good savers. They're more, a little bit more frugal and they, they, they know the value of a dollar more so than the person who just say has the big giant salary. And I brought that up because I think when, when, you, when you were talking about when a woman makes more than a man, I think if they have that ironed out before the marriage, the marriage will have a much better chance of success. Where the divorce rate jumps in that situation is when, say, the woman gets promoted over the course of time and eventually, say, he might have been making a little bit more than she is, but now she's making more than him. Then the divorce rate kind of jumps up a little bit higher because the dynamics in the household have changed. I don't know if you've ever seen or experienced that, but in the modern day dating market, you're going to see more and more women are going to start making more than the guy just because more women are in college than men are. So I think if we're going to, if we're going to go forward in relationships, this is something that is going to be, this is going to be sort of a new dynamic or a new theme. And I guess as asking for you coming from a woman's side of thing, how, how important is it? The man's salary does it, it, would you be okay with someone making a little bit less than you? I was just talking. I'm sorry, I had my phone on mute. Okay, uh, yes, I go would ahead. be, uh, I would be um, okay with it, um, as long as it wasn't like a real lower amount. And again, money's not everything, but we're coming in together, and we got to make sure that you know our, you know, our debt is taken care of, our bills are taken care of. So when we get to the point where we are going to get married, we both want to come in um, with a clean slate and work on those things. So. Um, uh, money's not that much of a big deal to me, but, um, yeah, it's not that big of a deal to me. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Cause I, I mean, the reason why I say that is just because nowadays there's just seems to be more of a premium on, you know, salary and earnings. Cause you know what I think part of the issue is, is we watch a lot of, we consume a lot of reality TV shows at this point and we see, it looks like they all have money. We're watching a show, but I tell people a lot of times, a lot of that stuff is not theirs. It's rented. The show owns it or it's rented. And so people see that lifestyle and they kind of want to have that lifestyle, not realizing that it's TV is not real. Uh, so I, I just wanted to point that out. The other thing here, it talked about the movies when you brought, I mean, you got the, you, you kind of touched on it with the, the actor. One of the other points here, it says, it says, they will change for me if they love me. That's an unrealistic expectation. What do you think about that? Do you, you know, from past experiences or anything like that, have you ever seen people change because they said they loved you? Um, wow, that's um, pretty interesting. Changing in a good way, changing to better yourself. And in bettering yourself, it will um, 
enhance our relationship. Let's just say um, I dated someone, did not know that they were an abuser and they needed to get help. Um, Changing for the good is not a bad thing um, when it comes to situations like that to, of course, um, make the relationship a whole lot better and healthier. So, um, um, and then I, I get what you're saying, but I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, just, you you have to be yourself. You can't change for anyone but yourself, unless it's a healthy change. And, uh, well, you got me stuck on that one, Andrew. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a healthy one. It has to be a healthy change. Nothing that where people, uh, whether male or female, is a manipulating change. You know what I'm saying? Something that you won't regret. Sure, sure. I'm going to throw one more out there and then I'm going to ask you one final question and we'll be wrapping up here. The last one it says here is that true love can overcome all things. Is that, would you consider that to be a realistic or unrealistic expectation to say bring to a relationship or marriage? It depends on, uh, that's a beautiful saying. It sounds so beautiful, but it depends on situations that have happened um, in marriages, uh, for me, um, Andrew, um, cheating is a, a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. And um, love, if you loved me, you would have never cheated on me. So um, I would say no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last and that's question. something that we would have to work on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's something that has to be kind of established in the beginning, you know, in the, in the first. I guess they say now that first 90 days, you know, I guess you got to kind of figure that stuff out. Yeah, uh, but you know what, Andrew, really quick, and I'm sorry, why yeah. should, you know, um, and that's something that probably has to be added in the conversations that um, people have when getting really to know each other and dating with the purpose, cheating, not having um, cheating in the relationship, that shouldn't even be a factor of a question of a conversation, but some people may have to have it because I, I, I don't know, I think it's, um, disrespectful and I just wouldn't go for it at all. I got you. I totally understand that. A uh, last question I just want to throw out here just says, uh, coming into a relationship damaged from previous relationships. A lot of times, sometimes if you came out of a relationship, say as a woman or a man where the partner cheated on you or, you know, was unfaithful or anything to that effect, and you go into the new relationship with that, sometimes what happens is we take out our frustrations on the new partner and we start holding all these, we start setting up all these rules and boundaries in place to say, okay, you got to do this, you got to do this, got to do this because this happened to me the last time. I think sometimes that's a little risky. And the reason why I say that is because that person that you're now meeting didn't do those things to you, but you're sort of, making them be accountable for your past. How do you, what do you, how do you feel on the, on the side of a woman? I guess, how, how do you feel about that? Um, I have to agree with you, Andrew. It's very risky. And that is something that you should definitely tell the person um, that you're not ready today, even if they approach you and that you're, you're healing. And even if they continue to try to pursue you, then and if you keep telling them that you're healing and they keep pursuing you, then um, they have to be willing to, you know, 
help you heal. But I think it's a dangerous thing. It's not a healthy thing um, going in a relationship hurt. And it's not a healthy thing to take your anger and your frustrations out on someone that's an innocent bystander. And I think it's giving that person an option as well, giving them the option to continue to try to pursue you or back away and let you heal. But the other thing, I'm, I'm big on honesty. You got to let them know, hey, I'm not ready. I need to heal. And if I, when I finish healing, if you're still available, then, you know, we can talk because I don't want to hurt you because I am still hurting. Oh, that's a good, that's, that's honestly, that's probably one of the most honest answers I got from, you know, whenever I've asked anyone a question similar to that. So that was a really good answer you gave. Uh, we are about to wrap up. I, I, we just, I couldn't get to every single thing that we want to talk to because we try to keep the podcast in a certain time frame. But I do want to say thanks, thanks to Sofa Renee for giving up a portion of her day to come on and, and help us out. We are have the website up, and if you want to leave a review or a voice message, you can. The website is always in the show notes of the podcast, and you can always just click on that and just follow the instructions. Everything's right there. You can leave that show. You can leave the uh, voicemail or the written review whichever one you want. If you do sign up for the email list, you will get a, a day or two notice before the episode drops and we'll let you know what the episode will be about, the, the new one coming up. So we're about to wrap up. I want to say thank you to Sofa Renee for coming on. So everyone give it up for her one more time. And I, I just want to say, Andrew, thank you for the invite um, to your podcast. And it was a pleasure um, having this conversation. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. So with all of that being said, we're about to wrap up. And until we see you again, we are out. <laughs>